welcome to the Church Home Podcast. My name is David and I'm the CEO here at Church Home and I'm so glad that you joined us today. In just a moment, you're gonna hear an encouraging message from Judah around the person of Jesus and his love for you. And hey, if we can serve you in any way, please do not hesitate to reach out and chat with a pastor on our pastor chat tool, which you can find on our website or on the Church Home app. And if you've been impacted in any way by this message, we wanna invite you to join those who so generously give to tell the story of Jesus across this globe. Go ahead and visit us on churchhome.org give or text the word generosity to 97,000. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this message. Hey church, we are here in Singapore, one of the great countries in the world, and I'm so excited to share the scripture with you. I do want to thank Pastor Joseph Prince at New Creation Church. We have been here several days with their community, and it has been incredible. Behind me, you can see some of the beautiful sights of Singapore. Uh, I got to admit, it is humid for sure, but it has to be good for your skin, right? This has to be good. Uh, we, are, we are sweating out here, but it is fun, and we're having such a great time. And I'm really excited to share uh, this message with you just for a few moments. And I'm going to title this message, uh, Fruit Over Works. Fruit Over Works. And in a moment, we're going to go to Galatians chapter 5, and I want to show you something that has impacted me in such a profound and deep way. But I want to talk about a mentality that is very pervasive in our culture even Singapore culture, and many cultures around the world. And that is this hard work mentality, that you will get out of your life what you put into it. Of course, it seems to be cousin to the mentality that you are the master and commander of your own destiny and life. Uh, God helps those who help themselves. Another concept that's related to this hard work mentality. And the hard work mentality is very simple, that life is basically a summation of the effort, discipline, focus, and passion you put into it. That you can be whatever you work hard enough to be, that the mentality of life, the goal of life is whoever works the hardest, is the most successful, is the most healthy, is the best looking, is the coolest person. But in fact, life was just not set up like that. That the message of Jesus and the ways of Jesus oftentimes are counterintuitive and oftentimes counterculture. Are we going to be a hard work kind of community? Now, before we go any further, if I have already lost you because you are the kind of person who's like, I believe in hard work, I want to say this, I believe in discipline as well. I believe whatever your hand finds to do, the scripture says, do it with all of your might. For instance, I'm recording this sermon in Singapore. I'd like to consider that I'm working pretty hard and I'm pretty disciplined and focused in terms of what we're doing. So obviously, within the confines of scripture and the story of God, there is a big case to be made for working diligently and being disciplined and being focused. But where is the emphasis? Where's the priority? Where's the focus in scripture and what's the order? Is life just about waking up every morning super early, working really diligently, reading enough, studying enough, praying enough so that you can live the life you've always dreamed of? Now, maybe some of that to you sounds great. Maybe you were hoping to turn on church home today and get an exhortation to work hard and try harder and be better. None of those things are inherently wrong, but oftentimes I think they're counterproductive to the way of Jesus, the life of Jesus, and the fulfillment that Jesus offers through the life 
he invites us to. Now, I want to remind you, one of the great, one of the great uh, operative concepts and one of the great ideas within our church is, is simple. It's that we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to follow Jesus. So the idea here is not that we're going to follow pervasive concepts and culture. The idea is we're not just going to blindly agree that life is just about whoever works hard, is the smartest, brightest, reads the most disciplined, gets up the earliest, goes to bed the latest. You know, come on, we've all heard the statement, you know, whoever gets there the first and leaves the last, that's the leader. That's the person who's really sacrificing and dedicating. And again, there's a time and place to celebrate sacrifice, dedication, diligence, and hard work. But I want us to consider the overwhelming emphasis of the ways of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus. And that brings us to Galatians chapter five. I recommend the whole chapter, if not the whole book and the entire Bible. But I want to take us to verse 16, which begins to give us a juxtaposition. It begins to give us a kind of a comparison. And the comparison is very simple. It is between the works, plural, the works of the flesh and singular fruit of the spirit. Now, Galatians chapter five, you understand it's a letter written to uh, Galatia, written to believers living in Galatia in a community, and they're going through an enormous amount of challenges and difficulties, and it is an invitation. Galatians five is like, come, walk with Jesus, live by the spirit of Jesus that will prompt you and guide you and lead you. And as you walk with Jesus and worship Jesus, there's going to be a pervasive fruit, not plural, singular. There's going to be a fruit. There's going to be a result. The word fruit can also mean harvest. There's going to be a harvest in your life, which means that there is plantings of seeds. And the Bible actually says in other portions of scripture that it's God who brings the increase in your life. What am I describing? I'm describing a unique counterculture lifestyle that Jesus invites us to. Now, I think that's going to result in a lot of diligence. I think it's going to result in a lot of passionate commitment to whatever you do. And like I said, whatever your hand finds to do, you're going to do it with passion and zeal and commitment. But I believe the order is imperative. That where we begin is not a preoccupation and focus and obsession with hard work and discipline and diligence and what time you get up and how much you pray and how much you read your Bible and how diligent you are in keeping track of your stocks and all the leadership books you've read. All those things are wonderful, but that's not where this begins. Where this begins is surrender. Where this begins is yielding. You'll see in the beginning of Galatians 5 and verse 16, there's this concept of yielding to the spirit, which is this idea that every day we wake up, new beginning, new day, new mercies, the sun's coming up, whether you're in Singapore, Seattle, whether you're in Denver, whether you're in Miami or Los Angeles or New York or Chicago, wherever you are in the world that we wake up in the morning with the concept of God, lead me today, guide me today. I yield my plans, my schedule, my day timer. I give it to you, guide me and lead me. And what's interesting about Galatians chapter five is that it's almost like a, a guarantee, a caveat. It's like, hey, listen, as you yield every day, as simplistic as this may sound, as you yield every day, that open-hearted, open-handed life that says, God, whatever you have for me today, I'm gonna trust you. If you are gonna interrupt my regularly scheduled program, not only am I prepared for that, but I invite that and I welcome that. It's called the life of following Jesus or the life of the Spirit. Now, the opposite of this, according to Galatians chapter five, is what we call the works of the flesh. 
the works of the flesh. And so we have this comparison. Are we going to be fruit people or are we going to be works people? Are we going to be people who receive a harvest of a yielded life to Jesus? Or are we going to be people who are focused on self-improvement, self-work, self-focus, give ourselves to the one of the great mantras of cultures all over the world, just old-fashioned hard work? I guess in a way, I kind of dream about in moments like these that you're listening to this and maybe you get set free and you discover there's a whole new way to be human. There's a whole new way to live your life. The Bible says we ought to labor. The only labor we are encouraged in the New Testament is to labor into rest. That we're supposed to work hard at not working. And all that's challenging. And that might be kind of like, wait, God's not for work. No, God has so many wonderful, productive things for us to do for our brief stay here on earth. But the order is clear. Wonder, worship, rest, yield, surrender, trust. Follow me, Jesus says. And as we trust him to the adventure he has prepared for us on every given day, the Bible says there will be a harvest. There will be a fruit that shows up in our life from the root of trusting God with every day. The old saints used to talk about this concept that they were going to be led every day. Every day they were going to be led in conversations. They were going to be led by the water cooler at work. They were going to be led at dinner time with their family. They were going to, God was going to lead your vocabulary, your vernacular. He was going to lead your conversations and your hobbies and your relaxation that Jesus would permeate and be pervasive in your everyday life. And I believe that is God's plan for you. I might be you know, sounding like I'm describing Mother Teresa, and maybe you're thinking to yourself, Judah, I can't live that kind of life. You can live that kind of life. It's not, to the, it's not to the fast and to the brightest and the smartest and the sharpest. It's those who are willing to say, I don't know where to go. I don't know what today's going to bring. I don't understand it all. I don't have enough wisdom and understanding. So God, I am trusting you with my life. In fact, if some point during this day, stuff goes awry, stuff gets difficult and painful and problematic, I'm going to believe that you, who I am yielded to, are going to work it together for my good. Are you living a determined, disciplined life? Or are you living a yielded, surrendered life? Galatians chapter 5 says, are you going to be a fruit of the Spirit? Or are you going to be a works of the flesh kind of person? I want to say it like this. I believe a fruit over works kind of person is more committed to the direction of Jesus than the discipline of their flesh. I really believe that. That your emphasis in your life becomes just going in the direction that Jesus has called you to go. One of my favorite definitions of integrity is going in the same direction for a long time. That's the life of the spirit. That's the life of Jesus. It's not a preoccupation with self-discipline and the discipline of your flesh. Listen, I do intermittent fasting. I avoid gluten, sugar, and dairy, you know, and some people say, wow, that's really noble and you look kind of fit. And I guess I'm self-complimenting myself while we're recording this sermon. So I, I understand having a good diet, trying to get exercise, staying healthy, but our preoccupation is what's the direction that God has for my life far more than how can I discipline my flesh and my body every day. 
Trust God for the direction of your life. Keep facing him. Keep trusting him for what he has prepared for you. I believe that when you are fruit over works, that you are surrender over sacrifice. Again, that hard work mentality in our culture says sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. You want to get ahead. You want to beat the Joneses. You want to be better than your neighbor. You want to be smarter and sharper and have more income and have more influence. You have got to sacrifice. The people that make a difference in this world are the people who sacrifice. And yet the scripture declares he desires obedience over sacrifice. What is obedience? It's surrender to his plan. This might sound wild, but instead of getting up at 6 a.m., God might invite you to sleep until 8 a.m. And I know that sounds silly, but it might be God's plan for you to get a couple extra hours of sleep to regenerate your brain and your body so you can be prepared for your day. But our culture says, no, you got to get up earlier because that's, you know, the early bird gets the worm and that, that's not in the Bible. Bible says God gives his beloved sweet sleep. God wants you to surrender to just the little promptings and inklings that he has for your life. I believe that this kind of lifestyle that says I'm a fruit over works kind of person is I am relationship over rules. Relationship. That my focus isn't moral codes and moral rules or even the law itself. My focus isn't the 10 commandments. My focus is the 10 ways that Jesus is wonderful. And another 10 and another 100 and another million for his ways and his wonderful goodness is unsearchable, unending, and eternal. It's relationship. Our focus isn't supposed to be our moral code or the rules we keep or the disciplines that we practice. It is to be a relationship with the person of Jesus. I believe someone who focuses on the fruit of the spirit as opposed to the works of the flesh is someone that truly believes that a, the person of Jesus is far more important than the principles of Jesus. Your focus isn't about disseminating or even assimilating principles of Jesus. It's about staying close and following the person of Jesus every day. And now I end here. When we look at this list in Galatians chapter five, it's very interesting. Because when it says the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, it starts with the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, when you go over to the other list, the works, plural, the works of the flesh, the first mention or description of the works of the flesh is sexual immorality, which is interesting. Because at the top of the list between fruit and works is love and lust. What is lust? Lust oftentimes is desiring something that is off limits, desiring something that isn't yours, right? Lust and envy seem to be cousins, right? Envy is wanting something that's not yours or wanting something that is another's. Lust is a very similar emotion and impetus. Isn't it interesting? The works of the flesh start with lust, but the fruit of the spirit is love. In fact, most scholars and writers and theologians over the years agree that actually the entire rest of the list of what we call the fruit of the Spirit is simply a further description and dissection of one fruit, which is love. Love. So here it is. Are you going to be a fruit person or are you going to be a works person? Are you going to be a person of Jesus person or are you going to be a principles of Jesus person? All right, what kind of person are we going to be? When we wake up in the morning, who are you? Are you God? I give you my day. 
or you, here's my day. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be amazing. I can do this. I'm strong. I'm, all of those things, they're fine. But the priority and the emphasis of the ways and teachings of Jesus are following him, trusting him, yielding to him, and surrendering to him. And the litmus test is clear. You want to know if you're a fruit of the spirit kind of person? It all culminates in love. Love not defined by you or me or our culture, our surroundings, but love as it is defined in the person of Jesus. For there is no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for his friend. God calls you friend and he laid down his life in the person of Jesus for you. How do you access this eternal love? How do you access this unconditional love? You just receive it. You wake up every morning and you say, God, I, I, I thank you that you love me again. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. I didn't warn it. But you love me. And as you relish and as you accept and as you receive and as you rehearse and as you recall and remember the love that God has for you, you will see a harvest of the fruit of love. One of the descriptions of love as, as this fruit you'll be self-controlled. It, it goes on to describe things that are like diligence. So the irony is, as you trust with Jesus, I believe someday along your journey, someone will say, you're such a hard worker. You're so diligent. And maybe it'll, you'll have a little chuckle in your heart because you'll say to yourself, I've never really been focused on work ethic, discipline, hard work, or even being the best at what I do. I just surrender to Jesus every day. And the harvest and the fruit comes in my life. And I know you know this. I'm not trying to insult you. But when's the last time you walked by some growing fruit on a vine or a tree or a bush and you heard that fruit grunting and groaning? The answer is never. Fruit over a process of maturation that God has set in motion just begins to come. And I don't believe that we're called to a life of striving and groaning and grunting and making it happen. I believe the fruit of the Spirit will show up in our life with a pervasive life of love and all of its beautiful elements. It's my dream for you. It's my dream for me. It's a dream for our community all over the world. Can I pray for you? God, I thank you so much for the fruit of your Spirit. It's not the fruit of our life or our goodness. It's the fruit of your goodness. And we thank you for that. God, if there's anyone watching this who's just exhausted from their hard work, worn out and weary, I pray you would rejuvenate, regenerate, and strengthen and meet them right now where they are. We thank you for this. We love you. In Jesus' name. Lastly, if you'd like to receive the free gift of forgiveness that only Jesus offers, I hope by now you can tell you can't earn it, you can't deserve it, you can't work for it. You just receive it. It's a gift. So right now, wherever you are in the world watching this, if you'd like to receive the free gift of forgiveness that only Jesus offers, just say, I receive it, and it's done. You're forgiven forever. And this journey of yielding, surrendering, and following Jesus every day is now your adventure and your journey. Love you, church. We'll talk soon.